I believe we are a go. Hello everyone, welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and the time to have debates that will revolve in and around the video games industry. You can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash impactplay and clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite platform. Just simply type in the Impact Play. Moving forward, we are diversifying the show and putting the spotlight on video game developers, content creators, and even those who are making an impact in the gaming space. If you know someone you believe would be a perfect fit to make a guest appearance on the show, reach out to us on social or even by sending us an email to contact at theimpactplay.com. I'm your show host, Mohammed, otherwise known as Itsyaku, and this is episode 69. On the agenda, let's see what we have. There's even more confusion revolving around the PlayStation 5. Gamefly is being sold and PS5 accessories are starting to ship early. Before we get to the gaming news segment, we always discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what are we looking forward to, and so on. So, if you're if you aren't aware, it is three, this is the last weekend to play the Black Ops Cold War open beta, which is open to to everyone, regardless if you pre-ordered the game or not. So you can simply play on whichever platform you like, whether it be PC, Xbox, or even the PlayStation Four. You can play it now. You can only play multiplayer uh, as of this moment. I literally played uh, last night and I had a blast. So if you guys want to check it out, if you guys haven't tried it out, be sure to do so. It's definitely an experience if you're into the shooter genre. And my first ever playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn continues on Apex Play's Twitch channel. So be sure to hit the follow bell and hit notification so you'll be notified when we do go live with with our gameplay. And on top of that, let's see, I've been playing mainly on PlayStation 4. Just playing Fortnite because it, uh, of the new Battle Pass season is all Marvel related and Marvel themed because I'm a huge fan of Marvel. So that's why I'm like focusing on leveling, leveling up the Battle Pass to level 100 until I reached Iron Man segment. And Iron Man is my favorite hero. I grew up with him with the comics and so on. And let's see. Uh, I'm getting back into Destiny, and hopefully I'm getting back into COD Mobile as well. So I'm going to intertwine between the two on my live streams over at twitch.tv backslash itsyagoo. I-T-S-Y-A-G-O-O-H. So, I guess we'll... Actually, no, before we go into the gaming news segment, there's something I wanted to discuss. Okay, we're getting our... We're going to get a first ever look of Spider-Man 3 somewhere coming before the, before the new year at Expo, what's it called? Expo Sign 2020. Tony Pictures has allegedly said that we will get a first look at Spider-Man Far From Home sequel in December of 2020. As reported by, excuse me, Murphy's Multiverse, Camillo Pancho Pacheco, the executive marketing director of Sony Pictures Entertainment in Brazil, told attendees that the film had already started production and that we would be get our first look ever at the film this December. So I'm definitely looking forward to all these MCU movies 
that are coming. And also in regards to the open beta, it has been extended. Uh, it's supposed to end tomorrow, as of, as of this recording of the of the podcast. But it's going to end Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. So that would be for everyone listening in Atlanta, in and around Atlanta or in the Eastern time zone. It's 11, 12, so about 1, 1 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to hop on that. Because this is your last chance if you haven't already played the beta. Alright, let's see. Do we have anything else to talk about? Before we move on to the news. Oh yeah, Fast and Furious 9. Michelle Rodriguez and Ludacris are, are teasing the franchise that the franchise could go to space. So that is something you know. Because I believe, what's that other movie called? Mission Impossible, that Tom Cruise, that they're going to be sending Tom Cruise to space for the latest for the latest movie that's coming out. And Fast and Furious, the same thing. So ideas, so the industry is still being innovative and creative, which is such a great thing. I think that's it. So we're, it looks like we're going to move on to the gaming news segment. Yeah, we're going to move on to the gaming news segment. Kind of things. Gamesfly is being sold to distributor Alliance Entertainment. U.S. gaming rights to Gamefly has been acquired. Gamefly's new parent company is Alliance Entertainment, which builds itself as the largest host distributor of music and movies in the U.S. And this is coming from the folks over at GamesIndustry.biz. Alliance co-owner and CEO Jeff Walker will hold those same roles at Gamefly going forward. Even though Alliance has said this, the rental service will continue operating independently. We're intensely focused on listening to what our customers are telling us. And that's finding ways to give them what they're asking for, Walker said. Alliance is the largest distributor of physical media in the U.S. And we're using our expertise with Gamefly's nearly 20 years of experience in subscription game rentals to imagine new offerings that previously were not doable. Gamefly will make some unspecified changes to its subscriptions in the coming months. But Alliance has already said it plans to expand both the catalogs of game, games Gamefly offers can rent, as well as adding new games, accessories, hardware collectibles, and movies for sale through Gamefly. Alright. So it's such an interesting thing, because I haven't heard from Gamefly in a couple of years now. Gamefly was the blockbuster of gaming. Usually order games to to whichever console you had back then, even though it's still in business today. But I've never actually gone ahead and tried it. Only thing that I've tried was actually a blockbuster to go out and rent renting games. Not just movies, but games as well. But that's the farthest I've done with game gaming rentals. So Blizzard is no longer developing new content for StarCraft 2. Another article from GamesIndustry.biz. They're on a roll. An update that to the game's official website clarified that the team would and wouldn't update go, going forward with executive producer Robert Redenbecker, noting that the original StarCraft was receiving new patches more than 10 years after the launch. We're going to continue supporting StarCraft 2 in the same manner as we have with our previous long-standing games. 
Foc uh, focusing previously on what our core and competitive communities care about most, he wrote. Which this means is we're not going to be producing additional for-purchase content, such as commanders and war chest, but we will continue doing seasonal roles and necessary balance fixes going forward. So, so we'll go on to the nitty-gritty. Sony, uh, okay, here we go. This is coming from GameSpot. Following the controversy surrounding the PlayStation 5 voice chat functionality, and Sony having to clarify that it would not be recording your voice through the console, the company has offered an apology and a better explanation of what chat is going to work, how chat is going to work on the system. Before I get to this article, I want to say that Sony is doing such a horrible job explaining themselves, being transparent, but Microsoft, because they were, I guess they were second second place last generation. Which is kudos on them. Because since then, they've been being transparent from day one. They've been innovating and creating even more experience, even better experience to what the PlayStation is doing now at this very moment. Because Sony has always had to clarify and always had to further explain themselves after each post or even 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 big update to their platform or in preparation for next generation. They did. They... they they, I, well, what I'm thinking is because they were the leader of last generation. That like, why should we go ahead and innovate now? Because we won already. So that's why it looks like they're taking that laid back experience because they think that they don't have to innovate to to keep that number one, that number one spot. But they have to innovate to stay on the number one spot. But it looks like they aren't. It looks like they're falling behind Microsoft. They're like being second place now because. No clarification. And on top of that, we have to find out from other sources besides Sony to further explain what Sony actually means. And this has been since Sony announced their PlayStation 5 console. Pre-orders and what have you. It's been it's been constantly going on. It's never ending with them. So let's go into the nitty-gritty of this article. In a post on the PlayStation blog. The VP of Global Consumer Experience at Sony Interactive Entertainment, Katherine Jensen, said that the voice chat and recording function will be used for players to report harassment while playing games. The most recent five minutes of a voice chat will be available to players to record and send to Sony's consumer experience team to make a decision. The notification player see uh, lets them know that they may be recorded is likely excuse me, a matter of legality in certain regions, including some part of the US, it is illegal to record someone's voice without their consent. Please note that this feature will not actively monitor or listen in on your conversations ever. It is strictly reserved for reporting online abuse or harassment. Jensen said she added that users will not be able to opt out of the service feature in order to ensure that everyone is held accountable if they are being abusive online. So there you have it. Tony is spying. That's great. But, like I said, they have to be transparent and clear from the get-go. That's all I'm asking for. I've had this PlayStation 4 for about two weeks now. And I've been on it non-stop. So, I'm, I'm not just an... Like, I, I grew up with Xbox, but at the same time, I'm a gaming fan. So I have the Nintendo Switch, I have the Xbox One, I game on PC, and I also game on the PS4. So I have all consoles and all platforms. So I am a fan of everything. So when I'm bashing PlayStation, I want them to do better. 
I want them to innovate and this competition at the end is better for us as consumers. We get the better products and the better deals. In the end, if only one company reigns supreme, they won't they will see no reason to innovate or create new products or experiences. So more competition, more players in the space, Amazon and Google means more room for competition, more room for improvement. All right. We talked about that. Oh, here's a nice little titty gritty. If you've been a Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4, uh, you'll you'll have a chance to be entered to uh, Miles Miles Lego uh, minifigure, mega figurine. Marvel and Lego have teamed up for us. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales sweepstakes. Anyone who beats Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 has a chance to enter to win a limited edition Lego Miles Morales figurine. The sweepstakes runs until November 5th, with interested participants having until October 29th to enter. It's open to legal residents of the 50 United States, aged 13 and older. All you need to do is beat PlayStation 4 and earn the end game trophy, which is done by completing Act 3 of the game. Once you do that, head over to the PlayStation website and enter there. Simply enter your PlayStation username and password, log in, and just enter. Alright. Bethesda 2 PC cheat service has been shut down by Bungie. And this is coming from Games Radar. A cheat service with a cease and desist demand from Destiny 2 developer Bungie says that it will not comment on the justification of the claims and has decided to comply with this demand regardless. Perfect Aim's Destiny 2 bundle, which is listed as being undetected by Bungie and included an aimbot wall hack, teleport, and other cheats, enabled players on PCs to see through walls, remove impediments epi like PC like weapon recoil for a monthly fee. However, now a year to the day since it launched PC players, the usually user system to cheat will find the service is now no longer available. It's such a great thing. The cheaters and even websites that even promote this are being shut down. Alright, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has finally gone gold, and I believe there's another game that's gone gold as well, let me take a look, which means that the game is going, there's a lot of games coming out next month, and I'll give you guys a nitty gritty, that's like my favorite word now, I've said that at least three times, <laughs> that's funny, where are you? Treyarch, we talked about that, oh no. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh yeah, we have Watch Dogs coming on... Watch Dogs Legions coming on the 29th of, of this month, of October. We have the Xbox Series X and S release on November 10th. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dion 2, Destiny 2 Beyond Light DLC. And that's on, the, on that same day, PlayStation 5, all digital and physical. Are being released on the 12th, as well as Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War on the 13th, Cyberpunk 2077 on the 19th, and Hyrule Warriors on the 20th, which is just a minimum. So there are even more things being released, but these are, I should say, the main focus, more or less. Okay, PlayStation 5 accessories are starting to ship early. That for the October 30th, according to the PlayStation website, the DualSense controller, HD camera, needing a remote DualSense charging station, and post 3D wireless headset all will release on the 30th of October, and it's two weeks before the PlayStation 5 launches on November 12th. 
So that's a good thing. It is, but it's not like something new. But accessories are known to ship earlier than the actual console launch. Speaking of accessories, Microsoft extends Xbox Elite Controller Series 2 warranty as the class, class action looms. Has extended the warranty to a, a full year amid hardware issues impacting a small a small percentage of users. Like I said, I haven't experienced this at all. And this is a day one Xbox One wireless controller. And I've had no issues with it whatsoever. But yeah. And then, what else do we have here? Oh yeah, Burger King. As suspected, they teased it earlier with a, I guess, a sound that was teased to be the PlayStation 5 boot-up sound, which has now been clarified. Burger King and Sony are teaming up for a PlayStation 5 promotion in the US. The fast food giant is giving away a thousand PS5 consoles, plus copies of the Demon's Souls remake and Sad Boy, a big adventure, and you can win by eating a lot of burgers. To enter for a chance to win, we need to download the BK app or visit BK.com. When you spend five dollars or more, you'll get a token, and this can redeem for a shot of the, a shot of prizes. The campaign runs from October fifteenth to the twenty second of November. The top tier prize is the PS5 console, and Burger King is giving away a thousand of them. The fine print says that the value of the console is five hundred US, so this is the standard disc version. The secondary prizes include copies of PS5 launch titles, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and Demon's Souls, of which there will be 2,000 winners for each Burger King. I'm sorry, for each. Burger King is also offering up a thousand codes for a three-month subscription to PlayStation Now. So get a top up over to Burger King, so you can have a chance to win a console. So I know Talkable is doing the same thing with the Xbox Series X, and they even done that with a special edition 1X. Okay... Let's see. Well, we have a lot of things to talk about, actually. We should make it to about an hour. Let's see. Sony is reportedly scaling back the PlayStation score on web and mobile. As we get closer to the release of Sony's next generation of consoles, the company is reportedly updating the PlayStation Store to push the PS3, PS Vita, and PSP a little further out of the limelight. According to reports by a French website, Planete Vida, the PlayStation storefront on web and mobile will get rid of a number of product categories, including the older consoles. So, and this is coming from actually a tweet from Warrior64. And it's apparently the update is going to is going to be pushed through tomorrow on Monday for a web. October 28th for mobile. And it will no longer allow users to buy PS3, PSP, Vita content as well as apps, themes, and avatars. And you have to buy them directly from their perspective device instead. Wish lists are also being removed, which is, like, why? If you want to purchase a game later on, there should be a category, i.e. wish list, to organize all the games you want to buy. It's way easier, just go back to that list and buy whichever games you would like. And then they'll be removed as soon as you purchase them. Like, why? But... It is what it is, I guess. Let's see what else we got. What's this? Microsoft is updating a new look Xbox dashboard that is rolling out this week. The October update for Xbox is arriving, bringing with it a taste of the next generation. Microsoft has announced with a new dashboard design, is rolling out to Xbox consoles as well as part of the latest update. It will also run on Xbox Series X and Series S when they launch next month. 
The new user interface was first shown off back in August. Microsoft said that the home screen loads 50% faster on boot and 30% faster when exiting a game with 40% less memory required on the Series X. The layout isn't hugely different, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and I believe I got it up there on my PC. And we did, and we and the user interface for the PlayStation 5 has also been revealed. With less than a month to launch, we're thrilled to share our very first look at the PlayStation 5 console's user experience. The new UI is completely centered on the player to provide you a truly next-generation experience with deeper immersion that quickly connects you to a great, to great games and a passionate gaming community. We believe your play is your playtime is valuable and should be meaningful, and all the features we're delivering we're delivering are inspired by that concept and vision. The new user interface introduces several new features designed to make your gaming experience more fun, engaging, personalized, and social. One of the highlights is the new control center, which provides immediate access to almost everything you need from the system at a single press of the PlayStation button on the DualSense wireless controller, all without ever leaving the game. We've also added our new feature called Activities, designed to bring you closer to the key element of gameplay. Activities are displayed via on-screen parts in the control center, which enables you to discover new gameplay opportunities. Go back to the things you missed. Jump directly into levels or challenges you want to play and much more. Some activity can be put in picture in picture mode so you can view them without having to ever to leave the game. So this sounds like what Android and what iOS is doing now. So like for instance, YouTube or Twitch or whatever video app or even the, even the web browser. You can minimize, you can get out of the app and say if you're playing a video on the back end, it'll, it'll minimize that screen. And you can do other things on your phone, multitasking. So this looks like it's doing the same exact thing. Navigating the interface, switching between games and hopping into online matches occurs quickly as we rebuilt the entire software stack from the console to the network to bring to you a truly next-generational experience. We believe the less time you spend waiting to interact with the system, the more time you'll have want to, that you have to spend to play video games. We also, we also wanted to give you an early peek at the part of the PlayStation 5 UX journey in our video walkthrough. So we hope you enjoy and we can't wait to check back later next month. But that definitely looks streamlined, which looks a lot better now. So I, this is on the PlayStation blog if you want to check that out. And here's, uh, I know we uh, Monster Hunter was teased that uh, live action movies in the works. It, now it's saying that it'll arrive by the end of this year, so by December 30th, it'll arrive in theaters. We'll see how it is, if it flops or not. Because I know the biggest flop was DBZ, Dragon Ball, what was that movie? That live action movie, I forgot what it was. But it was such a horrible, like it didn't relate to the story at all, it just made its own story. And expect people to be happy with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think the best the best type of game, live action game, movies or even animes are CGI. Like doing anime uh, animations instead of a full on live action adaption. Okay, we talked about that. We talked about that. Talked about that. Oh yeah, Sonic has appeared in Fall Guys, and I believe you need five crowns to unlock him. Because I haven't played the game. 
let me know if this is true but yeah he's i think i believe i believe that he's the first character from i guess a third party to be to come into fall guys hopefully he's not the last let's see the analog duo retro console maker analog has made some great fbga based consoles over the past three years it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon the company has revealed the analog duo it takes on the classic nec console the turbo duo or pc duo engine are in japan and france the original console lets you play both hu card and cd-rom games and analog plans to release a console that does that and more the console duo releases in 2021 and it's, and it's the company's first console with a disk drive. It is compatible with almost every NEC game format, including Turbo Graphics 16 PC Engine, and Super Graphics HU cards, as well as Turbo Graphics PC Engine and Super Arcade CD ROMs, and it's going for $100. The Analog Duo output a 1080 signal and supports both monitor and retro controllers. This time, however, Analog has gotten a little further. For the first time ever, the console maker has introduced or integrated Bluetooth and 2.4 GHz wireless connectivity straight into the console, allowing you to connect any wireless 8-bit dome controller without a dongle. The Turbo Duo also includes two USB ports for controllers and accessories, as well as an original TurboGrafx CT controller port. You'll need an adapter if you want to use an original PC engine controllers. The Duo also requires a multitude of options such as scan line and scaling options as well as horizontal and vertical position adjustments and stretching which also features a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack and volume dial it releases limited quantities so the u.s is getting black and japan is getting what is getting wait 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 hold on inline dual is available in both usa black and gp white colors okay so i thought it was releasing in two different regions which is with only pacific Colors, okay, I guess not. In addition to the new console, Analog announced that the company plans to release an adapter for the Analog Pocket that uh, uh, lets owners play TurboGrafx 16 PC Engine and TurboGrafx HU cards on the company's FPGA handheld. It's coming in 2021 and will cost you $30. So if you're interested in this, be sure to check it out and pre order it before it's good because the stock is very limited. And regarding new hardware, Atlas Quest 2. Everything you need to know and this is coming from Android Central. It's later, smaller, and more powerful than its predecessor. Facebook announced the Atlas Quest 2 at Facebook Connect. The new headset features improvements across the board, making it later, smaller, and more powerful. Atlas Quest 2 has a powerful Snapdragon XR2 processor, 6GB of RAM, and screen with 50% more pixels than the first. It's actually available now, and yeah. The Oculus Quest 2 can play all games from the original Oculus Quest. That means that every game confirmed from the Quest will work on the new and improved Quest 2. The Oculus Quest 2 can also use Oculus Link, meaning that you can play PSVR titles when the headset is connected to a PC with enough power to run PC VR. Did I say PS? Oh, uh, sorry about that. The Oculus Quest 2 works with Oculus Link, allowing you to play PC VR games on your Oculus Quest Quest headset when you connect it to a PC uh, with the original USB-C cable with the direct specs, just like you can with the original. And it is backwards compatible. And the controllers has improved touch controllers. 
better agro agronomics and in addition better battery improved battery life haptic feedback and a redesigned battery compartment but yeah it's definitely an exciting time for vr Genshin impact earns over 100 million dollars after being available in the u.s for only two weeks and this is coming from ign okay unity launches a growth program Today, Unity has announced that it's launching the Game Plus platform program, an accelerated program focused to focus on mobile free-to-play titles made by independent studios. The program will provide chosen developers with access to technology, resources, and funding to user for user acquisition to scale their games, alongside a team of Unity developers who will advise on growth strategies. Unity has committed to allowing partners to obtain full creative control and ownership of, of their IP, as well as no permanent revenue share commitments to Unity from the partner from the partnership once the program is complete. Great games often go unnoticed, especially within the indie segment, said Julie Shoemaker, Vice President of Revenue, Operator Solutions Unity. We believe Creators should choose between their entertainment vision and the tactical execution required to build audiences, audiences and make money. <laughs> Ultimately, the game growth program supports developers in the journey to yield high success for their game, all while retaining ownership of the company and IP. Our measurement for success is that these participating developers will eventually outgrow the program because they've built a sustainable business that can stand on its own as a result. And this is only one example of such tremendous program, programs and, and experiences that are helping further, further just develop and give voices to these indie developers that don't have the means or funds, but they still, but still end up making such great games. So this is such a tremendous, this is only one example of a tremendous program. That's helping out these developers reach the limelight. Okay, let's leave that. Let's see what's this. Ooh, what's this about? Oh, sorry, nothing new. Okay, Rockstar buys. Rufian Games and rebrands it to Rockstar Dundee. As spotted by the gamer, the acquisition appears to have gone through as recently as October 1st of this year for a company's house listing noting the name change and shift of control. The two companies have been working together for at least the last year, according to a job listing for engineers to develop unspec unspecified titles. Rufian Games was established in 2009 when veterans from Climax, DMA, design and real-time world including developers who had worked on the original crackdown project gotham racing fable 2 and grand theft auto and yeah that's essentially it earlier this year humble bundle committed one million dollars per year towards publishing games by black developers towards its black game developer fund and this is coming from gameindustry.biz now that the publisher is bringing out two strategic advisors to Facilitate the initiative, Justin Wood Woodward and Seth Nakob. If I, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Woodward, the co-founder of 
Interbank Entertainment will focus on working with developers based in North America and Europe. Nukub, one of the sub-Saharian African organizers for the Global Game Jam and the founder of Presidium.net, which documents African women game developers in their games will work with developers from Africa. Speaking with GamesIndustry.biz, both Woodward and Nukub, Nukub exper- expressed optimism to the, for the fund as a way to elevate the voices of black developers as well as connect them to mentors further resources and fellow developers with shared experiences when i was fledging when i was a fledging game developer i did not have support from professionals i could identify with culturally or racially Woodward says i know earlier on what changing my location and getting mentors on my side was important to obtaining some success in the industry. In the end, they uprooted to San Francisco and up and hustled to earn the respect of some amazing mentors who played a huge role in helping to build my business and game developing acumen. Well, <clears throat> both Woodward and Nicole will help scout teams and titles for the fund, works with the studio through the application process, and assist in selecting the projects that are funded for developers Applying to the fund, Woodward wants to see strong black leadership from the studio and an and understanding upfront of what kind of funds the project will need and their target market fund gameplay and a focused aesthetic vision. Alright. And even there's even some more news in regards to Epic Epic V Epic, Epic V Apple. The judge over uh Oh, the judge overseeing the Epic v. Apple legal dispute has warned that the final decision could have serious ramifications for the, the three console makers. In the court documents shared by The Verge, Judge Vian Gonzalez Rogers responded to Epic's argument for a preliminary injunction that would reinstate Fortnite to iOS and prevent Apple from once again attempting to block Unreal Engine or any part of its business not connected to, not connected to the Battle Royale game. One Central argument to Epic's motion, and indeed the case overall, was that claimed Apple is claim is running a monopoly, and the iOS is a walled garden, forcing developers to pay thirty percent cent of all revenues generated from in-game transactions. However, Apple argues that its marketplace is too difficult to those of Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo. Adding that Epic is not only still operating Fortnite on those platforms, but also promoting this fact to highlight the game's block on iOS. According to Gonzalez Rogers, Epic argues that iOS is distinct from other game platforms because Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo do not make much profit, if any, on the sale of the hardware or console, unlike Apple, which allegedly makes significant profit from the sale of each iPhone. She adds, indeed, Sony, Microsoft, and Sony all operate similar walled gardens or closed platform models as Apple, whereby the hardware operating system, digital marketplace, and IAPs, are all exclusive to the platform owner. No, excuse me. So nothing new, essentially. Just all speculation. But like, a, like I said, Apple is definitely different from all these different platforms. All these, these console manufacturers are losing money upfront on each hardware sale and are instead focusing on software sales, and i.e. the games. But Apple. It's all about hardware sales. They don't make any money on. They don't make any. They barely make any money on software. That's why they release three to four iPhones per year. That's why they release four iPhones 
this past week they announced them the iPhone 12 the 12 mini the 12 pro and the 12 the pro max as well as a audio device what's this talked about this I guess we're going to this we'll go into this discussion in regards to Bethesda, uh, Bethesda games so a lot of people were speculating that oh Microsoft has to make their money back from producing Bethesda's parent company Zenimax in order to make up for that seven and a half billion dollars but I said this before that Microsoft is a trillion dollar company and their two main competitors are who? Amazon and Google. Sony, they couldn't care less about Sony. Sony's operating costs just from last year are less than this um, than this one purchase and Microsoft isn't done yet. Looks like they're going to make at least one or even two big huge purchases that are maybe close to this amount or even more. But people are speculating, oh no, they, they have to make their money back and what have you. But why would they do that if they're so focused on software, subscriptions? And they, if Sony's been making this move from the PlayStation 3 ever, why can't Microsoft do that now? If it was a Google or Sony that purchased Bethesda, people would have been like celebrating it. They'd be like, oh, it is what it is. But now... You don't have to purchase an Xbox to play these games, essentially. Eventually, you, you, you're going to be able to play this day one on Xbox's cloud gaming, cloud gaming via Android and soon iOS as well. Because they are working on a web-based OS, I'm sorry, a web-based app for iOS devices. Because they are following Amazon's Luna footsteps. So, in an interview with Kotaku, Kotaku's Stefan told... Phil was asked whether it was possible to recoup the $7.5 billion purchase of Bethesda if Microsoft doesn't sell the Elder Scrolls 6 on PlayStation consoles. Yes, Spencer replied. Before pl before saying Microsoft doesn't have to ship Bethesda games on any, any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to make the deal work for us. The deal was not done by to take games away from another player base like that. No way in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? Want to we want more people to be playing these games, not fewer people to, to be able to play games. But to also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that that you that you had. When I think about people are going to be playing in the number of devices that we had, and we have XCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base. They don't have to go and ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to make a kind uh, to to kind of make the, the deal work for us, whatever that means. So, there you go, folks. Those who were speculating and those that were saying, no, they have to make their money back. And why would they restrict access to Minecraft? Well, blah, blah, blah. Come on. They, they, if they just wanted to bring those games over day on day on Game Pass, they wouldn't have spent $7.5 billion on, on Bethesda's parent company, Zenimax. They would have made a partner deal with them to bring those games on Game Pass instead of just purchasing the studio outright. If they, if they purchase the studio outright, it means they have more plans than that. And they are bigger than just, just bringing the game, just 
bringing the games on other platforms. They are definitely making moves now. People were doubting them that Microsoft have exclusives. Think again. So let's see. Da -da 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 -da. Let's see if we have any other new stories. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I think that's it. I must say anything new. Yeah, nothing new. All right. So I guess. Yeah, nothing new here. Reader mail. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even any questions you may have for us by sending us reader mail on our Discord server, leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash to impact play, either by sending us an email to readermail.com. So let's see if we have any reader mail that we could play or read off of. Let's check that real quick. We have anything. Nothing here. <laughs> nope, not seeing anything here. And then let's see. Okay, looks like that's it. Okay, I guess we'll move on to Creator Spotlight. We are testing a new segment, the Creator Spotlight, where we highlight an amazing creator on the show that hack, reinvent, or even repurpose everyday items based around video games. To be featured, reach out to us on Discord or via email at creatorspotlight at theinvectplay.com. So today's uh, creator, spot, uh, cre uh, creator that we have that we're going to spotlight is... Where are you? <laughs> we have Doom running on 100 pounds of tomatoes. <laughs> this is like the most interesting story as of yet. Interesting creator as of yet. We've seen Doom running on printers, smartwatches, even in ATM. Impressive. <laughs> impressive feats. <laughs> uh, okay, we have YouTuber Quela. Let me see. I'll definitely share his uh, his Twitter handle in, in the show notes. Actually, he hasn't posted anything. So I'll just share his YouTube channel then. So I like, that's what I like to highlight, but I guess not. So, in the meantime, we'll continue with the story. Equalo set out to get Doom running on a Raspberry Pi Zero calculator. He'd have been, he'd need about 770 slices of potatoes to generate uh, 100 to 120 milliamps and 5 volts required. He brought home 100 potatoes, boiled them, which increases the amperage, sliced them, and wired them up. Then he plugged in the Raspberry Pi and it didn't work. Despite pulling roughly enough amperage from those sliced potatoes, the tiny computer just wouldn't boot. But he was ready to give up, unfortunately, over the next few days. So he actually got it running. After removing the batteries and hooking up the big stinky uh, a potato battery. So I'll share YouTube video as a YouTube video so you can check that out. I'll share that in and chat and for those listening later on via the show notes and on youtube as well all right and on top of that we also have doom running and a on a, on a, on a refrigerator this is running via game pass as well all right i'll find this article later but essentially 
that's yeah, that's essentially. And I was surprised that you could run that. Like I've seen it on the on the pregnancy t- test calculator, and now on the smart fridge. <laughs> now whatever you'll have any type of screen you can play video games on. <laughs> like like the the industry is such a, is amazing. Okay, so let's see. Talked about this. I think we're essentially done. So, thank you guys so much for making the Impact Player part of your day. Be sure to join the Discord and be a part of Evergreen community, our family. You can be a part of the live show by leaving a voice note over at Equity.fm. Backslash the Impact Player. Who knows? It may even be featured on a future episode of the show. Leave us a review if you're just rating on your favorite platform. And before, before we end this, please, 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 we need your help. Your support means the world to us and will help us reach new heights of this podcast, reach more people even make greater experiences and more impactful experiences for everyone listening, watch later on. They bring more guests on the show and so on. So please help share this podcast. Help us. Uh, we are trying to reach the affiliate level on Twitch. So we, all we need is the views. So help follow us, head notifications on, so we will be notified when we do go live. And thank you, please share this with everyone, your friends, your family, and with your friends that just enjoy gaming and just enjoy, uh, will enjoy an impactful experience. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. Until next time.